I've had cake for dinner every day since you left. It's an awful feeling being broken. Eating cake for dinner, cause I didn't see the end. But the blow tastes sweeter if you eat a piece of Friday night. Put my makeup on nice, ass looking like a piece of candy. I went out, met my friends on the town. Tried to pretend I wasn't looking around for you instead of something new. But all I do is eat cake for dinner every day since you left. It's an awful feeling being broken. Eating cake for dinner cause I didn't see the end. But the blow tastes sweeter if you eat a piece of rolling hey guys welcome back i know you and i don't want to talk about anything irrelevant but (laughs) i think that you're really cool for listening to that and that's really relevant for me and i get really anxious and nervous that this i don't record this and put this out the next day because i don't think anyone wants to listen to anything about yesterday they want to know what's going on today and they want to know what's going on in the next moment but that could just be a limiting belief and a narrative that I keep playing over and 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 over again but I'm working on it I had therapy today at 10 a.m. I had therapy at 10 a.m. and I was sitting in my mom's bathroom on the floor and the computer was on one of those little like old lady shower stools little like sit and scrub your feet for old women um, or really for anyone. So that's where I was at. Uh, That's what I've been going through and feeling through and working with. But today you clicked on this episode or are watching this video um, because Miranda Joan has been interviewed by me. So beautiful. I finally got to talk about astrology. (laughs) I really hold back for some interviews because um, some people, it's not that they don't know their signs or their planets. Um, It's just that they simply don't care. And I really respect that. I really do. I think since I've gotten sober, I'm like two years and three months sober. I've had a lot more time on my hands. So come to me if you want to talk about astrology or human design. My new interest is <laughs> it's a surprise, surprise, attachment styles. I'm on my second book. I'm reading, of course, I read Attached. Of course, I'm on The Power of Attachment. It's two people holding hands on the front cover. I mean, how could you not want to just dive right in? So I have a lot of time to quote unquote work on myself. Um, I don't know if I'm doing that because I think there's something inherently wrong with me or if I'm like, this can be fixed or I want people to love me. So if I can shape shift, that can be easier. But all of that is problematic, which is cool about me. And what's um, cooler is Miranda Joan. Miranda Joan is really fucking cool. She's a Brooklyn, she's Canadian, but she's Brooklyn based. What? Oh, sit up. Okay, thank you. Thanks, Josh. JJ. Um, <laughs> JJ Allen, producer, has to make sure I have to make sure I'm not giving slouch. 
I appreciate that. We're keeping that in. We're not cutting that. Um, so if you're listening, you should go over to the YouTube, the YouTube and watch this to see um, how I just went from popper to goddess queen. Um, I went from a peasant to a ruling woman. Um, it's that easy, folks. But Miranda Joan, again, is Canadian, is gorgeous, does live in Brooklyn, is an incredible vocalist. She really can sing, really can sing, can really write songs. And we just have a really good time. I've seen her around the seat. We talked for so long. I wanted to ask her a lot more about like, how did you become so steeped into the music scene here in Brooklyn? Because I, I, I know a lot of songwriters. I know a lot of musicians. I know a lot of folks who play at weddings, but also have their own bands. And then I also know like the core women of singing in Brooklyn at they, if you ever want to go, if you're here, you should go to the jelly at come on everybody and the femme jam that they lead. I mean, these women are like the goddesses of singing to me in Brooklyn. And they're also the kindest people ever. So you, I could always talk to them, but I'm way too intimidated, but I did somehow get Miranda Joan on Shane, the good people. <laughs> um, and got her in, into the studio. And I wanted to ask her so much about like, how did you get to the top of what I see is like, those are the top women. Um, but we ended up just talking about life and love and spirituality. And we talked about her mom because I met her mom once and she was amazing. And so we might have to have her back on the pod. By the way, this is Shane the Good People podcast. This is a, a, a sister sister story, the, the second building. <laughs> The second building to the Shane the Good People show at Pete's Candy Store in Williamsburg. I've been talking for a long time. I think you're going to really love this episode. You're going to fall in love with Miranda Joan because she is a sad rising and those people are really fun and beautiful and lovable. But also she just has such a great perspective on life and is a really good, good person. So without further ado... Let's welcome Miranda Joan to the pod and have a really good time. Follow us on Instagram at Shane the Good People. Love you. Cake for dinner, cake, cake, cake for dinner. Didn't think you were a quitter. Got me feeling like a winner. Having cake for dinner, cake, cake, cake for dinner. But the blow tastes sweeter if you eat a piece of. Hey, you all. Welcome back to Shay and the Good People. This is the podcast episode of the show. Shay and the Good People that happens at Pete's Candy Store once a month. And I am joined today by the amazing, talented, hilarious Miranda Joan. <laughs> Thank you so much for being on the pod. Thank you so much for being on the show. Uh, I stopped myself from because, okay, but I've seen you around the scene in Brooklyn, in New York for like a couple years and honestly didn't think you were going to do the show just because you like do really big gigs you know oh. and I I don't know I was like just a little nervous to ask you but you hopped on on the October 4th Shay and the Good People show wow yes yeah um yeah October I'm like who was she I was gonna say I was gonna say yeah and feel free to talk like straight yeah we kissing her we kissing her we okay. kiss and Amanda kiss and hug the mic right. um yeah tell me about what was October 4th, 2022 for you? 
and also to remind you that (laughs) at the top of your set was hilarious about you're like I have just been on the train all day and I just washed my hands twice (laughs) I I resonated so much with the joy of of foam and soap because you said there was no soap in the Metro North bathroom Right. Okay. So thank you for giving me all of that context because I completely forgot all the juicy details of that day. Um, And there was a lot going on. Uh Uh-huh. Tell us. Tell the people. Tell me. Yes. Well, thank you for the kind notes. And I think just a testament to like reaching out, reach out and ask people. It's true. Reach out and ask. You You want an answer. Worst case, I always think is like, and I think I've grown a little bit of armor to this is, is, you know, it's a no and it's, usually not that deep yeah you know it's usually it's almost always not that deep and like touch base with the actual fear that's coming up of like when you're walking into a situation or you're writing something what do you think the worst thing that they could possibly say sit with it maybe talk it out out loud and be like i'm kind of scared that they're gonna say i'm stupid or i'm not good or like no i would never want to be on your fucking show you idiot and it's like okay that's the fear that's the negative thought and then move through it and make the ask right and i think it's also just like in the absence of of communication the fiction we write for ourselves is often so much greater where it's like (laughs) even if the answer was no it wouldn't be that fully loaded there's so many it's like no i can't that day versus like no i can't because fuck fuck you you. yeah you know i know but you are the worst and (laughs) you aren't good enough like yeah you know it's never like that but i'm getting better at um trying to verbalize and call out the I call her crazy Linda like the mean oh neighbor in my head this like old spinster cunt who lives next door to the house that I'm in but is in my brain and like she's I'm separating it she's the one who's saying all these like negative the negative self-talks right um so like and interesting to say it out loud to be like oh that's ridiculous just ask Right. And I say this as somebody that deeply contends with that voice. You know what I mean? As someone that I'm like, I'm saying this to you to do, but am I living this on the daily? No, on so many. But it is like looking at them being questioning where that's coming from. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Um, It is important. Okay. So you came back. So October 4th, (laughs) I was for the last, I mean, in May, it'll be two years. So came back from post post lockdown was in Canada. We can circle back. That was the whole time. May 2020, you went back to Canada? Came back. uh, No, I went back to Canada around Deep Depths lockdown. Health insurance was like, we won't cover you for COVID. I was like, well, I guess that's my cue to leave because that was the big thing that we were all worried about. Yeah. And so I went back to Canada for kind of on and off for like a year. In 2020? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And then came back and in May of 2021. One. Mm Mm-hmm. And started working on this record that is now coming to the finish line. Ah, So the producer I've been working with is this guy, Cartoons. Shout out, Cartoons. Shout out, Cartoons. Uh, Lives upstate. So I have been a Metro North queen. I know my Green Line Poughkeepsie (gasps) route. I just have it down to a science where I'm getting. Is that the Hudson line? It's the Hudson line. Okay. Where I'm getting my coffee, where I'm getting my snack how much time I need to get there. I'm an A to Fulton, Fulton to GC. I'm like, <laughs> it's like, I, uh, it's become ritualistic, which I now realize in hindsight because I've been doing it for a while. Yeah. And I love it. I just love the ride along the river. I love the session. 
So I was on my oh. way back from that. Yes, cool. Before your show. <laughs> and Wait, where do you get your coffee at, at Grand Central? At the okay. Bagel Place bottom at the corner with the ladies? The No, I'm a Grumpy's Grand Central. Grumpy's? Where's that? Is it the basement? You know, this is the thing about my Grand Central thing is like, I only know where I exit and where <laughs> I turn. But if Fair. I were to like actually tell you where it were for you to go, yeah. I can't. I get up and I go right and it's on my left. Okay. And it's Grumpy's. Okay, and I okay. get my coffee okay. there. So it's on the fir- like the main floor. You don't go down the stairs into the base. I know the who you're talking are? about. Yeah. Yes. Okay. No, I usually don't have time for that. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> no, fair, fair. Um, I'm, I have so much time anxiety, so I usually get to places way too early. But there's like a place in the basement that I always go to that's near this. They always have it locked off as like an old school like cafeteria, like 1930s, 1940s like eatery, but no one is ever allowed to sit there. But there's a little like. They do bagels, they do specials, you know, to get the sandwich and then you get the free coffee. And like, there's these two older ladies who are like so loud and they're so efficient. They're like, even if there's no one there, cause I'm there on like a Tuesday afternoon, they're like, okay, what do you want? And what else? And, and that, and that's it. And that's it. And that, that's it. That's it. That's all you want. They're like, they have like good, um, grand central commuter working their energy. They're in New York. Yeah. I love them. Yeah. I love that. Okay. I'm a grumps. I keep interrupting you. Um, Grumps, not sponsored, but maybe one day. But you know what? (laughs) If you want to give me a free coffee next time I'm there. Do they have a punch card? That is something that I always forget to do at any place. Yeah. (laughs) They'll do it, like, unless they assert and give it to me. I'm like, oh, right, this. Unless they ask, which they won't do. Right. They're like, wait, wait, miss. Did you want a punch? They won't, not, wait, that's not right. Do you want a punch, like a card? Right. Do you want a punch card? Right. They won't ask you that. Because at my local bed haunt. Uh-huh. Once in a while, they'll just give me a free coffee. So I'm like, I don't need to do the card. You know, like it all balances out. That's I'm not nice. going to be doing the card. What's that is that? Shout out Kettle. I love Kettle. Kettle? Yeah, it's on between like Jefferson and whatever the next one up is on Tompkins. Oh, cool. Right next to Warud. It's and wouldn't oh, love that place. Yes. I know where that is. Okay, cool. It's just delicious. And okay. so they hook it up. Hell yeah. I was coming back before your show from upstate from a recording session, finishing this record mm-hmm. or working on this record. And it was one of those days where I do also try in my Metro North like thing to time my bathroom situations accordingly. Because I'm just not trying to go to the bathroom on the Metro North. Mm-hmm. It's not ideal. Mm-mm. And I had to. And of course, there was no soap. So I showed up to your show just feeling the ick on blast. <laughs> just through the roof. Just and walking in like this. Just, like, just nobody oh look God. at me. Nobody touch me. <laughs> like I'm using elbows. I'm getting in. And then I was a double wash and feeling relieved and ready to play a show for you. Yeah. And then ready to put hands on keys. That weren't mine. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. We got we got the keyboard. Keyboard? I don't know what I was about to say. Keyboard. That's what's great about Shane the Good People is <laughs> people are good people and they want to help out and they want to bring and they want to bring the the keyboard. Um, and you killed it. And I'm still like, as you walked in today and sat down, I was singing your cake for dinner song. But um, what's cool also about having this show, having people hearing their music hearing where they are in their life when they come to do their shows 
uh, and do, we don't really, I don't really get a lot of time to talk. So this is extra special because I get to actually get to know you, even though we've played, we played a show together uh, post pan or pre pandemic before mm -hmm. in like another showcase kind of spot and got to catch up, but not really. So I'm glad we got this time. And also you're our first Canadian <gasps> on the pod and on the show. So grateful. Honor. Um, so tell me a little bit about how you grew up and how did you first start playing piano? Yeah. So I'm, I'm sort of a 50, 50 split. I was born in Montreal and then moved to Vancouver when I was eight, but moved back to Montreal when I was 17. I've like technically lived 10 years exactly in both cities. Cool. So both are home. I have a parent in either city. They're just, they're so different and they both resonate on such different levels and I love them for very different reasons. And that's like East coast, West coast. Yeah. It's, it's living. like New York and Portland, Seattle or Portland. Yeah. 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 Far. Yeah. Very far. <laughs> different. Really? Yeah. Far. Yeah. Different, far vibes. Very different. Yes. I yes. haven't been to either of those cities. Munch. I mean, if I were to, to really synthesize it, mm -hmm. Montreal is art scene. It's very much, uh, cultural hub for for music it's quirky it's odd it's got really cool you know because it's not quite toronto which i guess is sort of compared to the new york of canada which is a much uh -huh. was kind of the major metropolis you know montreal is a little more manageable size-wise and quirky and affordable so i feel like you can take a lot more risks it's just like a really yeah, cool wonderful city and super delicious so much amazing food it's a foodie place for sure yes you said as on the show as a french canadian you have a herculean sweet tooth which i love so much the day is not done <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> until some type of like nod to dessert is had yeah i can't i actually can't fall asleep i have <laughs> chocolate on me at all times yeah i i love that i respect that i i too i have like a little piece of chocolate but as we're getting closer to summer i'm like i'm starting the ice cream game mm -hmm. correct do you have a favorite i still want to hear about your childhood and my question before that is <laughs> do you have a favorite ice cream spot in i'm Brooklyn? a sucker for van lewin okay yeah the vegan dark chocolate hello and a waffle cone with a sprinkle goodbye. oh my god goodbye worth it for the money i hate hate that but it is worth it i think the sweet tooth is at a point where i went to a show a friend was playing at the blue note last week and so but it was the late set it was a 10 30 start oh my god and i said okay well You're by the time friend. i get home <laughs> yeah. it's gonna be a little late so she is a chocolate bar in the fanny pack munching uh -huh. quietly <laughs> over jazz yeah yeah it I, has to just has to be i respect that of course uh, you have to honor Honor your cravings. I, I feel like the sweet tooth is, is something I would say is a cultural heritage thing. Yeah. Inherited it. But sweets compared New York to Canada or like, oh, Montreal, Vancouver sweets. Who does it better? Oh, my gosh. Well, so <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to ruffle some feathers here. Come on. Let's do it. I mean, Montreal, because of the French thing, is giving the, like, pâtisserie, all the, like, croissant, all the, like, <sighs> lovely viennoiserie. Like, you can just find those everywhere. And it's 
killing. Ugh. You know? Okay, yeah. Food-wise, Vancouver is giving you Chinese, Japanese, Korean d- food to uh, end your life. Yeah. Amazing, delicious, my faves. But that I feel like also even just being by the sea, uh-huh. that's such a big part of the culture there. That's Salmon fresh. is the thing in Vancouver because mm-hmm. you've I've seen it. I've seen them run to the river grabbed a fish i've 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 fly fished in a river and bonked a salmon to death and took that honey home and ate her for many days that's hot honestly fed my family yeah she provides (laughs) she provides (laughs) so in between pastries and salmon fishing how did you start playing music I always loved, I always, my gateway drug was the Little Mermaid sing-along VHS, oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I was a lock, I grew up with a lot of cousins, and I would lock my, my grandparents, get away everyone, lock myself in my grandma's room, pop in the VHS, and just have a sing. <gasps> and that was, I think, the beginning of the end, honestly. Yeah, by and the sea, uh, Vancouver, mermaid vibes. Yeah, <laughs> totally. <laughs> this is the, the dream. Yeah. Um, and then from there, I mean... Then I moved to the West Coast. And so the West Coast, especially because I grew up on the North Shore, I grew up outside of Vancouver. um, So not quite even in the city. It was very outdoorsy and very backcountry nature. That was what there was to do was hiking and skiing and biking and kayaking and ocean stuff and very, very outdoorsy. That's sort of what the joy culture revolves around more so than the art scene cool um which i would say is the opposite for for montreal Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. i grew up i love all those things yeah and very much into sports and that whole thing played a lot in in high school and whatever throughout uh but i always wanted the music thing and so it was kind of this undercurrent in me at all times Mm -hmm. and a journey to sort of find moments where i could let that out and i think that came about in a big way we don't have middle school and so grade seven I remember so clearly I was in the playground and this young girl came up to us and was talking about singing lessons and I had just never even it had never crossed I was like you did what you're doing what and I remember stomping home and being like mom I need singing lessons what And she was like, okay. And then I was just so persistent about needing this in my life, like just needing music in my life. I didn't even, I'd played sports my, you know, whole childhood. I didn't know you could like play music, you know, as a thing. And it's not like we had music stuff in in my elementary school, really. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Aside from the sort of typical band flex. And so then the high school I ended up in, which was in BC French immersion, uh, they had a musical thing that they would do every other year. So I did the musical in eighth grade and in 10th grade. And Hell then 10th yeah. grade, they had R&B band. And that oh. sort of like shifted everything for me. And that was something that I got to take as a class that was like every other day. And we just performed and it was all classic soul and R&B. Stevie Wonder, Sam and Dave, Aretha Franklin, Tower of Power, um, all this great music what? that sort of like blew my mind. In class? Like as yeah. a class? We're in a in a portable. There were six singers and then we would face the band who was a full horn section and a full rhythm section and we would learn tunes and practice. That's and unbelievable. It was the best, but you could only start in 10th grade and then I did it 10, 11, 12. And yeah then was like, I'm going to music school. 
I mean, I think it's actually been an interesting point of reckoning in myself over the last couple years, and especially this last year. Of I think I would have moments of fear where and doubt so strong that I would sort of dramatically call my, you know, call my mom and be like, I'm going to quit. It's all over. Mm -hmm. I don't want to do this anymore. And it's like, okay, well, if you don't want to do this anymore, you shouldn't. And I'm like, no, what are you talking about? Of course (laughs) I want to do it. And I think that conversation in the last couple of years, honestly, since COVID really put a lot in a perspective for me. Mm-hmm. And I think I kind of have, have landed in a place where I'm just, it's enough of that conversation with myself. Like I'm just exhausted by that conversation yeah. <laughs> and I'm just an acceptance of the fact that this is something that I've always loved and really wanted to do. And I'm going to continue to do kind of, you know, pending any sort of g- craziness you know Mm -hmm. that is completely outside of my control the things that are within my control I may not have what I want out of it yet Um, I may not even be necessarily clear on exactly what that is yeah but I'm sort of in acceptance and in surrender to the fact that this is what I'm doing and what I really want to do and I I'm not fearful of that part anymore yeah you know just being like this is what I want like for better or for worse, uh, I'm clearly here and I'm in it for the long haul. And my, you know, my goal is that I want to make as many records as I possibly can with the time that I am allotted in this life and on this earth. And the rest is sort of, the rest will be what it will be. And we'll see, let's see. But I think I'm, I'm tired of suffering the dream, so to speak, (laughs) you know? Yeah, I do. I know exactly what you mean. I'm constantly putting my brain on that hamster wheel of like, Oh God, well, what's the next level and what's the next thing? What can I do next? And who am I supposed to email and where am I supposed to go? And who's going to come to my shows? And And I think that like, it's a really good reminder of like acceptance and surrender. Like those two words (coughs) are, insanely powerful in being a human being and like allowing things to happen and things to flow good things and bad things right Mm -hmm. like if we can just accept what is happening and not fight it and not fight the bad feeling that comes up or the uncomfortable feeling and just be like this is I'm not super happy with this right now but I'm gonna keep going or like wow this is the biggest opportunity I've ever gotten like this too shall pass when it's bad this too shall pass when it's good and like fully Mm -hmm. surrendering and accepting where you are without feeling like you have to make any dramatic move of like completely quitting and giving up which you can at any time 
but that's a really, really great, I think that's a great place to be. It feels good. It's a little less draining. I mean, cause it's, yeah, exactly what you said. If, if it's that you don't want something, then that's the right answer. And I think for myself in those moments where yeah. I get like really whipped up, it was always coming from a place of fear of like, well, what if things don't work out in the end? And I think just being on the other side of like a lot of things that didn't work out in the end, I'm like, oh, I'm just not afraid of that anymore. Yeah. Cause sometimes things don't work out, you know, I but do. I know for the things that I do have and, and that's completely outside of my control. And as much as, whatever is within my control as much as that kind of exists and remains my choice is to do exactly what I'm doing yeah the rest is just like that conversation for myself when I was like really looking at it was just coming from a place of of fear and doubt and not actually because I was like do I really want to be a musician it's like no I, I really do and I always have and so here I am still yeah yeah I like I had to do this exercise for a course that I am taking, but I kind of, I don't know. I, it's one of those th online courses you sign up for and get really, I get really excited about it at the beginning and I have a, this problem where I don't like necessarily follow through, but a thing of like, go back and like, what's your full story of performing? What's your full story? Mm. And going back to me like, oh, that's like the, maybe the only consistent thing in my life is that I've just kept going for it. And we, as humans, we have so little control in general over anything. And we mm -hmm. can't control anybody else, which is very annoying. <laughs> <laughs> you said it. <laughs> so we have to come back to like kind of these, to like intention. And then what I call is like, for me personally, is like my spiritual toolbox of like how, what is the, um, what is like the, foundation that I can stand on whenever when there's like waves crashing around it or when there's like an earthquake or when there's like a really bad hailstorm like or when it's a really hot day or when it's a really great day like what, what are the things in myself that I'm really holding on to as like a, a like a metal pillar just in the ground I'm like all right well I still have this or I know that I can come back to my breath or I can take a walk or something but do you have a like a personal spiritual practice or mindfulness practice or meditation, anything? Yeah. It's, it's interesting that you bring that up just because in working on this new record and in getting ready to start releasing it and the next single will be out April 20th and <gasps> yeah. then it'll just kind of be like a bop, bop, got, got, got until <laughs> the record drops in the fall. So it's going to be a lot of, of stuff coming out, which I'm super stoked for. But I also I also sweat this part the most. Mm -hmm. I hate this because it's so fraught with like attachment to outcome and things that are just never at the root of why I write or do any of the things that I do. That comes from such a soulful place. And I think I've I've been trying to rally around cultivating some of that soulfulness in this part of the process that mm. I sort of fret kind of we were talking before you're, you know you're talking about editing and and that like the the nitty-gritty work and that's the logistics of of it all but when it comes to sharing your creativity I think I'm trying to land into in a more soulful place with that because when you make art your life and your work it's really easy to 
just commoditize everything that you've created and then evaluate it through that lens. Right. And it's just like you said, things are so outside of our control. Like look at what happened with running up that hill with straight, you know, like mm-hmm. there's so much music lives so much music lives beyond us once yeah. you put it out into the world. And we don't know when those dots are meant to co- connect and in what ways. And mm-hmm. I think because especially with social media and stuff, it's like, we're so in the now and we're in the yesterday mm-hmm. We're Oh, well that should have happened yesterday. And so it's over. Yeah. It's not the music is not like that. Mm-hmm. You know, it lives in such interesting ways and we just don't know the ripple effect of, of, of our love, which is generally always at the heart of every single song I've written, yeah. you know, even if it's the hard stuff, it like comes from a place of love. And I'm trying to, I'm trying to sit in that a bit more as I get ready to like release stuff. And I think that comes with my own kind of understanding and connection to spirituality. And it's, it's lived in a lot of ways, definitely in a sort of nature way, which has was a huge part of my life in, in Vancouver growing up on the North shore. It's yeah. just so effortlessly transcendent because the nature is so epic. Yeah. And I think when you are in those settings, it's, it's really easy to feel connected to sort of the oneness of all things. And sort of here's this land that was here far, you know, before me and, and will remain far After, beyond. Yeah. And, and so I get to be a part of it. Mm. Whereas I think when you're here and that was took, there was a lot of, it took me a lot to get to that place of understanding with why I felt so crazy in New York sometimes <laughs> is that it, it couldn't be more the opposite where yeah. everything I see is touched by us. Yeah. That like we are at the center of, of it all and of life. Yeah. And, uh, so definitely nature has played a big part of that, but so is music. Yeah. And I feel like even the ways in which I came to music and the opportunities that presented themselves sort of, against the odds it's not like i grew up in new orleans and i'm like out on the street and i'm like music is just all around me you know really was not totally same yeah it appeared in this way that you know i view as very spiritual and even in just the practice of writing is like such a spiritual process and so trying to name what some of those things are for me that are actually grounding and actually self-loving that I can turn to in that, in those moments of stillness when shitty Linda comes knocking or whoever it is, you know, that is right. Yeah. So what are those things? Always for me has been writing. Yeah. Even as I was a diary girl with the lock, don't nobody Uh look and (laughs) journals to end your life. Like, and I have such a hard time getting rid of them like I just can't I feel like I can't but then I'm also like okay you know what actually it's a great opportunity if I go burn them don't anybody crack those I don't want them to be read I was keeping them for my own records not for anyone else to witness you know but it's just you know let it leave with my soul when my soul goes (laughs) yeah kill the journals too because that's all me in there yeah in ways that yeah I think are to pen to papers you're like connection to spirit or something very much and in the and definitely in the practice of how that translates into songwriting as well yeah i feel very connected with do you create a space before you write is there any ritual that you give yourself um 
No, I think it's more just something that I like need to do every day. Yeah. Most of the time. Yeah. Even if it's like five, whatever it is. And often I'll go ham like right before bed because that's when I, that's when the demons come. So, and I, and I just, I love night. And I, cause I love that part of it. I love the like haunting <laughs> quiet of it or like not so quiet of it. I like the way the energy feels like it's just an inspired time. So mm-hmm. all my thoughts are like, oh, this is our time to be with you. They're like, go get her. And so they're like, go. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, all right, I hear you. Whoa, whoa. I didn't see that one coming. But so before bed, usually every night pending company, Ooh. I will be journaling. Well, I mean, it has we got. We got to make space for company too. We got to make space for company. <sighs> period. A period. Even though, yeah, I'm not. I'm not personally in a space where I'm quite ready, but I am ready. You know what I mean? Where it's like, God, I but does somebody come on over? But I, I'm too scared. I don't want to get in. I don't want to jump into all that again. Uh, just, but I want. But I'm so tired. Right. I mean, <laughs> there's not been, company has not been, you know, a plenty. I feel you on that. Like, let's be clear. Which is a shame, for, you know, if I want that for both of us, but also, uh, well, we got to find it when we're ready. It's a, I think coming out of this last year is very much the kind of, I don't want to fear the things that I want anymore. And I don't want to fear God, the things yes. that I don't want anymore say that one more time yeah do you want me to say that one more time i do yeah i do not want to fear the things that i want and i do not want to fear the things that i do not want anymore Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and that also comes with i think the other echo of of this last year for me is that like i am unrushed hell yeah I have time. I time so is much. my friend. God, how wait, how did you get there? I would love to get there. Because I've felt so goddamn rushed. I've just yeah. felt like I've been kind of chasing days and chasing time. And mm-hmm. I think especially when you kind of exit your 20s and uh, as a woman, there's sort of like the ever present societal tick, tick, tick. Um, of the clock that we feel uh, I've just been in deep need of like taking that power back in whatever ways that I can and for me it's just literally being like you have time yeah and just try not like affirm myself that the things that are meant for me will come in the times that they are meant to whatever that thing is and that I'm I am focusing and allowing myself to focus on the things that I really want right now. Yeah. Which is so much about being intentional with my music right now mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and with my craft and not being afraid that I'm like, Oh, well, 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 what if I want kids better be like, you know, going through it. And it's just, I, I, the not fearing the things you don't want. Yeah. I don't want that right now. And I don't know. Really, I don't know if I want that later. You know, I just don't know. So I'm just going to not, we're just going to park that stress. Totally. And we're going to leave that over here. Cause like, it's just an exercise and exhaustion to continue sweating these things that are not only can I not control, but are also not it right now. So what is that? You know, grateful for who knows me 
Knowing yourself more, which, and knowing what you need and knowing who you are to yourself, not how everybody else knows you, like, unfortunately does sometimes take a lot of heartbreak in terms, just in like a relationship standpoint of like, I feel like I'm, I'm kind of getting to a place where I'm like, oh yeah, I am really grateful that those ended because I got to know myself on a deeper level. And I've spent so many relationships like abandoning myself Mm -hmm. in it and really just trying to, yeah, be, I think what they wanted me to be, or at least not like rock the boat too much or like be like, I need this. And if they can't be like, okay, then I'm okay with that. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think it's the greatest expression of ourselves and it comes out in like, what we do and our capacity for performing and our capacity for writing if we are just in touch with ourselves. And that takes like specific tools and specific and and takes time. Um, And I know this saying, but it is kind of hard for me to like believe it sometimes, but like what is for you will not pass you. I know, but... (laughs) But what if I wanted this other thing uh, and then it didn't work, but I have to just let, it's like, just let go sometimes too. Yeah. Just like allow yourself or allow myself to like move on and just be like, all right, that didn't work. I'm like, it sucks. But like at a certain point, I don't want to identify with like, I can acknowledge those feelings, but I'm also like, I'm ready for, I'm ready to leave space open for that perfect performing opportunity or job or person. Like I have to leave space open for it if it's something that I want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think cultivating that openness and like sort of letting the, the fear part go, you know, yeah, I mean, and that's, like, oh, it's goodness. like I'm I single think- again. And then in New York, I'm single again in Brooklyn. Like, okay, so what Shayna, like shut the fuck up. I'm like the fear is there but like then what do you do with it yeah <laughs> tell it pass it on stage yeah yeah, yeah. You know? write about it yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah I mean all those things are real and I think I, you know it's I talk about a lot of it and sort of like swaths of ambiguity but I think some tangible things that sort of fuel all that I just said or like give some context for it or just like something we had talked about before we started recording but just that I've, I've found, for example, what I do as a performer or what I do as a, as a writer has been challenging at least for a couple of the men that I've dated. And so that's been an impasse and that's been something that I've sweated and held myself back for being like, oh, well, well, if, if that, if that song really did it, then this next stuff that I'm sitting on is like really going to make me unlovable mm. and untouchable. If I, if I really crack myself open uh. to be vulnerable and really tell my truth, well, if my other truths and my other story, my old stories were already threatening, then this, this shit's going to be worse. Threatening and I to think who? whoever may who like all the people in the world that will be incapable Uh, of like handling me and loving me Uh if Uh I share these stories out loud Uh and it's like that's the part that I'm saying where of of practicing the self-love to be like no I want to be all that I am and live out loud 
And so whoever, whoever can see through that and like enjoy that and celebrate that mm-hmm. is, is somebody who's more, who's a better fit for me. Totally. You know, who is the fit for you? Who's like, cause that's our shadows, right? Like mm-hmm. the things that we're so worried about. If other people see, we will not get love because humans just want to be seen, heard and loved for exactly mm-hmm. who they are. We all have that same core need. I don't care who you are. Putin has it like, sorry. <laughs> Why do you think he started the damn war? Like there's some unmet need and, and like even power, like wanting power that can feel like feeling loved, but like, the things that we're really, really scared about are like, uh, we're uh, like, I feel like my work is to like really love that shadow and integrate that shadow part that I think I'm going to be rejected for. I have to love that first and honor it and be like, no, you know what? I'm very sensitive. And I've never said that about me and my life. And that's scary to say. And I cry a lot and I will cry. Um, any point at any point I'm very in touch with my emotions and that's really scary for me to show people because I don't want them to see that but I have to start integrating that and loving that to learn more about myself also to know that like when that to know that like in terms of relationships and dating like none of that will I, I believe that none of that will have to be explained to the right person of like, well, I'm just in it. They're like, okay, cool. And they hand me a tissue. Like, it's not a big deal. Mm-hmm. You know, at least that's what my vision is of like, but that's me integrating it. I have to love that part of myself in order to like be completely vulnerable and show that to another person in terms of romantic relationships. You just have to be so fucking vulnerable. So both people have to be mm-hmm. sorry, mm-hmm. but <laughs> sorry, people, sorry, people, <laughs> if you're coming in through oh, this door, sorry, get ready. Open up. Yeah. Not right away, but you gotta be willing to. Yeah. I mean, I think that's like a piece of, of, of getting older and of having experiences. Like I'm just at this point, like I'm too tired to not do exactly what I want to do, I know. you know, Exhausted. and just enjoy, enjoy that and, yeah. and, and, and stay open to the possibilities of what it means for me to live like the life that I, I really want to live and without yeah. fear and without doubt and, mm-hmm. and without sort of avoid that may need to be filled by somebody else. It's like, I don't know. I, I think, I think another humbling realization that came in like the dissolution of, of a couple more challenging relationships was like how much love still remained in the wreckage of it all. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like this one piece went, but there was so much more to lean into. And I am so infinitely grateful for that because that's not a given either in life. That's not a given. That's something that I've intentionally cultivated and deeply care about. And was there to hold me when I needed to be held and couldn't be in this one particular way anymore. There's still so much beautiful love in my life. I want to just like live in that Mm -hmm. more. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. And as you were saying that something came to my mind of this, this like affirmations I'm listening to of like, the yeah there's like we're in a music studio so there's like other fun um dance hall music that's happening around but um the extent of your grief 
what, what did she say? It's something like the extent of your grief is proof of how deeply you can love mm. too. So like, even if it does feel intense afterwards or like it takes so long to get over something, even though that was like such a short amount of time, it just means you have the capacity for such great love. And eventually we can give that back to ourselves or give that to our music or give that to our friends or family and plants and pets and stuff like that. But I have no doubt in my mind, I don't want to say that you'll find, cause you, we're not looking, it comes right. That somebody will find you and will celebrate you and will love you for everything that you are shadow and all like, there's no doubt in my mind, you know, like that's how I feel. Especially because you're doing all this work and are just open to like what life is bringing you. And like, if that's what you want, you will get that. Thank you. It's very kind to say. Yeah. Well, you know, I want that for all of us too. I think we all, everyone deserves love. There's a lid for every pot. Yeah. And I just (laughs) feel like so... I don't know. I think I feel unrushed as my pot or lid or whichever one I am. I'm I'm (laughs) just kind of like, feel, yeah, I'm just kind of wanting to enjoy being. Yeah. And doing and intentionally pursuing the things that I've been wanting that freedom to pursue wholeheartedly. Yeah. Just being, just giving it that old school try. Yeah. And it's, so inspiring and so like rebellious against the pace of New York too, which I really like. Oh, <laughs> it's so intense. I had like a couple Saturdays off and I went out and I became a tornado because I was like, this is why I like to gig on Saturdays because Saturday's unsafe, you know, for me, it's just too, the energy is too just crazy. Yeah. It's a lot, but also like give it to yourself sometimes to remind you where you live. Like I'm such a kind of like, I don't know. I'm two years sober. I, I'm still fun. Okay. I'm still fun. But still I just like us. don't really, I go out to see other people's shows and then I'm, I'm off the G train too. So I'm like, I got to be back on the train by 10, 15 PM or else I'm going to spend most of my night underground waiting for the G. Oh God. Cake for dinner every day. Now I'm gone. I was down for a minute, but I'm coming back strong. I'm never going back You can watch it walk away Stuff your face with a mistake And eat my cake for dinner Thinking did me a favor Baby, I can savor Every single flavor Of my cake for dinner Yeah, I didn't see the end But it's so damn good Bet you wish you could Eat my cake for dinner Cake, cake, cake for dinner Didn't think you were a quitter played a, a, a backyard show this past summer, summer 2022, and your mom was there. Yes. And I, I talked to her for such a long time. I, she was talking to me and our and my our mutual friend Inez and some other folks that were around. And your mom was so encouraging about. I was just I was like I don't know I wasn't just not in a sad place, but just like a super melancholy place. And she was so warm and nurturing and, and uh, like found out that I was a singer and was like very encouraging about (laughs) 
like just me going after my dreams, but she had never met me before. And it kind of makes me sad, like sad. I wish I had another word for it, but sad about my relationship with my mom. And I think we're often drawn to like parent figures that we didn't have. So it just, I just think about, I've, I hope it's okay that I've often thought about the conversation (laughs) I had with your mom, um, at the show. I didn't play, even play at the show, but just the like warmth and nurturing, uh, space that she held for people she didn't know. It was like very, very, very grounding for me. And I just, I would love to know what your relationship is with her and how that shaped you. Yeah. Oh, I love that. (laughs) Of course not. Think about her as much as you want. I love that. I'm thinking about Miranda's mom. And I can say she would love that too. She's such a disarming person. It's like, it's... What's her astrology? Do you know? She's a December 17th. So she's a... Is that a Sag? (coughs) A Sag queen? December 17th? Yeah. Yeah. I think she's a Sag, maybe a... Capricorn cusp potentially I'd have to look at the numbers oh right but yeah yeah right on the edge there okay but Sag is fierce what's yours do you know your astrology she's a Scorpio <gasps> do you know your big three you yes know? yes tell me um I forgot oh Frico okay I'm pretty sure I'm a Scorpio sun s- number one number one but maybe? I'm a cuspy she's oh, a Libra cuspy of course I was gonna ask if you were a, a Libra oh. or um or a Sag, actually. Maybe like a Sag rising. Are you a Sag yes, rising? Yes, I okay. have that. And I, the other one's a Taurus. Okay. So your moon. My moon. It's a Taurus. She's a moon Also, the, like, the tagline for Taurus is naps and snacks. I <laughs> have been read for that. So I don't know. To be honest, I've, I've only like dipped my toes in the astrology. I don't know sure, so sure. much. But I am... It's to the point now where I am armed with my reasons why I have to eat right now. Like I am... Yeah. Hungry all the time. We're Taurus Moon. I I need to. I need snacks. I don't leave the house without them. And if I do, money will be spent because yeah. I can't. <laughs> I'm never. I joke about this. People be were like, Oh my god, I was working so hard. I forgot to eat. I've <laughs> never worked so hard that I've forgotten <laughs> to eat. Like yeah. that's just never been something that's ever happened yeah. to me, and nor will it ever. Like, like that's insulting, actually. No, to your body. I'm working hard and I'm hungry that's, and I'm aware. A Taurus Moon is incredible my sister as well like i'll go over to her when i visit her she's like do you want a snack and i'm like sure i think it's like chips and salsa brings a full charcuterie board with like extra bowls of things it's just it's so luxurious and comforting yeah it's it's a really incredible placement i have to say you're connecting dots too with the sleep thing because that is the two my mom and brother will joke infinitely about how i'm like if i'm hungry or i'm tired i am grizzly bear my sister too yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that that tracks my so- mom goes throw a snack in the cage and back <laughs> away just back away and nothing pisses me off more than being woken up yeah. it's like it's cocaine bear that's hilarious amazing Ra- raging incredible scorpio sad rising yeah i knew it okay mm. uh just honestly the sad rising I, I only know a couple women, most beautiful women ever. It is like a Libra or, <laughs> or Sagittarius, <laughs> just like the most gorgeous women. And so it is like a beauty placement, like you very good luck. I, I don't, I, that was just my guess, but yeah, Libra or Sag. I'm a Libra rising, so um, not to brag, but 
Yeah, see, I don't know, like, when you're like, oh, the sad rising, I'm like, I don't know what that means. I know, it's okay, we'll talk, well, the people All may I know not is the Scorpio know. thing is a polarizing one. All I know is that when I say it, people either are like, wow, okay, I'm obsessed with you, or yeah. whoa, like, kind of look off. at me like I'm, like, holy yeah. water, you know, some <laughs> kind of so a thing. That's so funny. I have a Scorpio moon, so I, and also our moons are opposite, so actually, like, and also the moon, um, rules our emotions, so mm. it's kind of the place that you want to one of the placements people are going to come for me but like one of the placements where is the most compatible so you do would like to find somebody who is if if you care about astrology or if you happen to know wherever their moon placements is it just will help with the emotional stuff and like actually taurus moon and scorpio moons are very compatible so if you find a man with a scorpio moon or a wait what other moons are compatible with me i don't i'd have to look at taurus i don't know taurus too well i only really know by myself but <laughs> Isn't that really but i have yet about, i've yet though? to find but but also taurus is like a grounding sign so like potentially another earth sign although a virgo moon might be too structured for you especially with the scorpio because you need like i mean you're a mix of water fire sag fire earth Taurus, you are a good balance, so it is important for you to find somebody who's also potentially balanced. This is also just the big three. This is not the full chart. Oh this is gosh. now an astrology podcast. <laughs> We've prayed. Um, so potentially Capricorn um, as Moon, as long as they like are in a place where they've done the work and are open for like for flexibility. Like that is something that you're going to need as well. I'm a very yeah. I don't like being told what to do if it's too structured. I'm like I feel. S suffocated yeah. I can't this is why music school and I <laughs> were just a problem yeah and we got through we learned a lot so grateful we don't even need to unpack the jazz school PTSD no but no we don't have time but we don't there's not enough we'll have time you back yeah there's not enough time we'll have to come back yeah but um <laughs> anything that's so rigid is like pff, a recipe for disaster yeah yeah I, yeah I could I could see that um, Especially with the Sag rising too. Oh yeah, Sag well. are travelers and super independent, and but just like fun and positive. And I, I like, I like, I'm a fire oh. sign. I'm an Aries sun. So okay, we're in the season, honey, right now. Um, okay, back to your mom. My mom. I yeah. I mean, so sort of long story short, like I, I, I was raised by my mom. My, my, I always lived in a house. My parents divorced when I was, I think I was eight months. Oh wow. Um, and so I've only ever lived with my mom and am very much uh and I have a great relationship with my dad as well but it's just sort of the way our our dynamic unfolded was that I you know it wasn't like uh we're here one weekend they're the other kind of a thing it was yeah. like I live at mom's we were like and, on different coasts yeah and for a long time we were on different coasts so it was just like an unconventional situation um but yeah, very much my mother's child and very we're circling like circling back to just I think perspective and trying to and and trying to lean into like age is my superpower and and experience mm -hmm. is my wisdom and my roots. It's like I have a lot to be and not uh, how can I say this? There's a I have a lot to be grateful for. And I think one of those things in such a big way is my family and especially, you know, my mom, my brother and my dad and my mom has, has been such a leader and role model in my life um, for what it means to be an open and curious and kind person 
as well as a role model for, for what it means to be, you know, a woman and, and an older woman mm-hmm. and what an exciting and beautiful thing that is. Yeah. Cause I think we get a, you know, it's just sort of, we're endlessly inundated in, in the value of youth, but it's, it's like the value of, of age and the beauty of age. So the song starts with me talking and I go, I go, uh, I've been thinking about you and I wanted you to know that I've been thinking about you. Uh, Dwayne, you are my rock. down so many more questions but i think we're already at an hour so uh, we we can't do anymore we we can't except for one question because we didn't even talk about any of the music but the third song that you played was i love you comma (laughs) Dwayne," and then like two sentences can you tell me why you love Dwayne the rock johnson so much only two um (laughs) i mean sort of the macro is uh (laughs) well so this was the catalyst for this record was I wrote this weird song in lockdown. Um, as I wrote many weird, like I went down a lot of weird rabbit holes <laughs> in this place of completely shut off from the rest of the world in the woods yeah. alone, just being like, what is going on? My yeah. entire life as I knew it blown up. There was no light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. So I was just there, you know, wrote a ton of stuff. One of them happened to be this, this song after I'd watched Hobbs and Shaw. I just had watched <laughs> Hobbs and Shaw as a recommendation from my dad. And then I sat down at the keyboard and was like, what do I write a song about tonight? And I was like, let's write about the rock. And through that ended up in like in this rabbit hole of like super fandom where I learned so much about this man's life That's and sort of the things hilarious. that I like, I didn't start as a super fan, but I concluded as one. Yeah. And I think the things that I really love about Dwayne and that I find inspiring are his, his sort of fearless creative uh, output. Yeah. He just endlessly creates he is throwing darts at the board he is showing up for any and all activities this is you want me to rap here's a rap (laughs) you know like you want me to be in a movie you want he's like putting it out there and and uh unapologetically being himself yeah and it's 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 become a whole freaking thing yeah you know and so I find that very inspiring (laughs) I also find he's like very much a family man yeah which I mean, so hot. Well, I just love, like, I don't think we see a lot of people achieve great success, not completely at the detriment of their personal lives. And so I think some, and who knows, you know, like, I, I don't know, Dwayne. Hello, Dwayne. We w- if you want if, to be my friend. And if you want to be on the pod. <laughs> right. Like, I'm here. Yeah, I'm, I'm available here. <laughs> literally anytime. <laughs> we'll drop everything yeah. to hang. We don't, I'm sure there are, but we don't get enough good examples, I feel like. 
of like how can you have a big career and also a a loving and 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 successful like family successful whatever that means but like a loving family situation you know that like yeah. that's a big part of your life still and I, it, it feels from what we see at least that that's something at the very least is that is super important yeah to him so i love that about Dwayne. yeah um and this will be it's this was this was sort of an uh an appetizer to what is ultimately going to be a full-length record that's dropping in the fall Ooh. my next single comes out april 20th it's called i'm good and cool. i think you'll actually resonate with this a lot because it was written in a time where i really wasn't good <laughs> yeah um and i needed to sort of like circle i needed to hone in on the small things in life yeah. that were keeping me going mm -hmm, and just mm -hmm. being like i'm good you're <laughs> <Yeah>. okay <laughs> that's what it's about i do um, need that song right now yeah so it's, <laughs> you it's are correct okay. i'll send you the April free. 20th. Hope, i don't know, don't know when this is going to come out but hopefully before then and if not everybody can go where to find your music to listen to it on the lines literally anywhere miranda joan j-o-a-n yeah like joan rivers like joan rivers like Ugh. joan didian like joan of arc yeah well, how yum, else yum, yum. do people spell it wrong all the time well, I'll get oftentimes Miranda Jones, like uh, me Nora. and Mr. Jones. And oh. I'm like, it's not Jones. D it, did it sound plural, ma'am? Joan. Thank you. Notes. Just mm. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> And then sort of after, and then every like month to six weeks, I'll be dropping a single until the record comes out in the fall. So there's going to be like cool. a ton of new music yes. coming in hot. It is in the midst of like deeply being wrapped. And I, I'm really really excited to put it out in spite of all the kind of hesitations that that come up or things that come up in the process of releasing yeah. just trying to like be it kindred with it and just like in harmony with it yeah so I, it's coming out i think you're doing it honestly get that grumpy sponsorship <gasps> for the tour and <laughs> there was a funny like New York women are on International Women's Day and it was a whole bunch of slides that you kind of like scroll through and one of one of them which I was like this could be on my wall and I would print this and fully put it up as art was New York women are caffeinated. Yeah. And yeah. one of the songs on the record is called Spoiler Alert Coffee. <gasps> it's a minute long and oh, it's yeah. it kind of an interlude but it's it's about actually it's about coffee and yeah. how much I love coffee. That will be on every single reel and TikTok for like grabbing the cup from the barista. Oh, you know, Please. the camera. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe That'll I be. should go do that at Grumpy's. Yes. <sighs> every single Grumpy's. Well, we don't need to talk content on the pod, but we will. <laughs> Anyways, thank you so much for being here, Miranda. Truly one of the best voices in Brooklyn. I didn't even get to ask you about like your Brooklyn, how you got established, blah, 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 but we'll, maybe, maybe we'll have you back because there's just so, there's so much good stuff here. Please go follow, uh, your Instagram is at Miranda Joan music. So all my socials are either Miranda Joan or Miranda Joan music. Mm -hmm. And you can find me on all the streaming platforms. All of them. And I also have a website that's MirandaJoan.com. Ooh, got the dot has com. a little bit of the bio. Press honey if you want to know more. Oh, okay. Well, thank you so much for being here. Go follow Miranda and also follow the podcast and the show. Instagram at Shay and the Good People. It's just Shay and the Good People. S-H-A-Y, not S-H-A-E. Um, that are on all my Starbucks cups, but that's fine. I don't care. Um, but uh, 
follow us and then come to the show at Pete's because um, you can see people perform and then you can listen to them on the pod and you'll learn a little bit more about them. So um, thanks for tuning in and um, thanks for being here. Yeah. I love that you do this. <laughs> a little, you know, community cultivation. It's yeah. a beautiful thing. So and thank you for having me. It gets me out of the house. Um, all right. Bye, guys. Thank you. <laughs> so won't you wrestle with me? <laughs> Jabroni. Or fighting for the law. Eyes cold. Like Hobbs and Shasha. Can I whoop bass? Won't you wrestle with me? Jumanji. Uh, hit me with that smolder. What's your name? It doesn't matter. Oh, won't you wrestle with me? Finally. Come back to my candy ass. He calls everyone a candy ass. Call back to my in his 90s wrestling promo. Come back to my candy ass. He's the most electrifying man. Please, won't you wrestle with me? so much for listening to this interview if you liked what you heard come out and see the show come out and see shane the good people live we're at pete's candy store in brooklyn it's monthly i don't know of the exact dates but follow us on instagram to see when we're going to be there next it's at shay and the good people again that's at shay and the good people just like it's spelled and I want to send a huge shout out and thank you to New Daydream Studios, JJ Allen and Irving, who captures all the audio from the shows. And we'll see you next time. Thanks. been carrying around a life-size cardboard cut out of Dwayne all over town. <laughs>